You're listening to Politics Weekly. To uh, be big underdogs uh, in the race uh, for the uh, the presidency. One of them is uh, joining me today. We can survive all those systems. What's going to happen if you legalize it completely? Politics Weekly is a podcast on politics, news, and principles. Welcome back to Politics Weekly, everyone. Uh, this is uh, we're back um, after a two week hiatus, and we're here with uh, a very special guest, Drew. Uh, he works on the channel uh, Elections Predictions Official. It is a uh, it is a uh, a channel which uh, predicts elections. Uh, you know, kind of uh, makes analyses about the the news that's going on and does uh, a lot of uh, uh, of uh, information and, and does predictions about how each election could go, how the presidential election could go, how every Senate and House race could go. Uh, and he had and that channel has over 40,000 subscribers on YouTube. And he and one of the people there, Drew, is joining me today. Thank you for joining me, Drew. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, so tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, your work on there. Um, well, mainly, um, I, well, Ryan, he is the one that controls the YouTube. Um, Cam is the one that really controls the Instagram. Nick is the one that really controls the Discord. I do, like, I'll make, I'll make some of the videos. I'll edit some of the videos if Ryan needs some in a quick hurry i'll do some posts on the instagram sorry about that bang um no problem on the uh on the instagram um if he's uh doing something else i'll help out with that i'll respond to some dms um or on the uh on the discord um nick pretty much runs that i created that um but i'll just check in there pop in there once in a while see how everything's moving along so kind of a a bit of everything all right any any uh big uh, predictions, any big surprising predictions that, uh, or bold predictions, uh, about, uh, this upcoming election in November? Um, well, I, I think my bold prediction, a lot of people are thinking South Carolina, they're really underestimating, uh, the South Carolina Senate race, in my opinion. Um, especially with Lindsey Graham today in 2016, he said, hold me accountable. In 2020, I will not be approving any sort of justice in 2020 because of the nature of it's too close to election. Um, and now, uh, just today he said he will be confirming, uh, whoever Trump nominates. And I mean, I think it was a lean race to begin with polls had it tied, uh, just, uh, tied or maybe Graham up maybe five points. Now I think it's really going to get really close in that South Carolina Senate race. Mm. Um, just on the basis of Lindsey Graham has to, uh, kind of appeal to some of those moderate Republicans and Democrats that are leaving for Jamie Harrison. And now he might not get those. He might just lose those uh, voters altogether this year because of his decision as chairman of the Judiciary Committee to go against his word. All right. Well, uh, with that being said, why don't we jump right in to the news, uh, starting with the biggest 
uh, news story this week. Uh, that being uh, about uh, that uh, that news story uh, being about the death of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was appointed uh, to the Supreme Court. Uh, in 1993, uh, by then-President Bill Clinton, uh, uh, Ginsburg was known to be a liberal-leaning justice. Uh, however, uh, she, uh, uh, she was also known uh, for her work uh, in terms of uh, her, for her work uh, trying to achieve a gender equality uh, and trying to achieve uh, equality uh, as a, you know, from a civil rights perspective. Um, Ginsburg became a big figure, uh, a movie, many movies were made about her, uh, the movie, uh, On the Basis of Sex, uh, was a biopic about her life as a young woman, uh, trying to become an attorney, um, the, uh, the movie RGB, uh, was a documentary, uh, featuring video clips of her, um, and she became an influential figure, uh, throughout her time on the Supreme Court. A lot of merchandise was made uh, around Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was uh, very heavily referenced a lot. In many ways, she became a, a pop culture icon. Um, she has now died uh, at the age of 87. Uh, this was reported uh, on, fr on Friday night uh, that she had passed away. Um, this... Um, uh, now, uh, uh, there is a vacancy in the Supreme Court, obviously, um, and right now, uh, there is a lot of debate, uh, about whether, uh, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, should pick a person to be, uh, to replace her on the Supreme Court. Uh, right now, President Trump is, is saying that he will... Uh, pick a woman to, or he will pick a person to be on the Supreme Court come, uh, uh, come very soon. Uh, Trump has said that he wants Republicans to act quickly, uh, and Mitch McConnell has said he will bring a vote to the floor, uh, for Trump's nominee. Uh, however, uh, there could be a rocky road ahead, uh, in terms of that. Uh, Democrats are calling foul. Uh, citing Merrick Garland, a, a a circuit judge that was um, uh, who was nominated by Obama to fill the Supreme Court vacancy uh, left by uh, then Justice Antonin Scalia following his death in 2016. Uh, Mitch uh, Senate Majority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell uh, refused to hold uh, any hearings on that. Uh, under the pretense that it was a presidential election year and there and that uh, the American people had to wait for there to be a new president. Well, now uh, McConnell is saying that he will move forward. Uh, now, some Republicans are defending this decision. Uh, Ted Cruz uh, defended the decision, saying that uh, this election could lead to another 2000 Supreme Court decided decision and that that could lead to problems in his view if it's an eight to eight or if it's a four to four tie um, in a Supreme Court ruling. So uh, uh, so both sides are, are going at it. Um, but Republicans could have a hard time uh, getting a justice confirmed. Uh, right now, Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski, 
uh, has said that she will not vote uh, for any nominee until after a new uh, president is elected in November. Um, Senator Susan Collins of Maine uh, said that she uh, believes that a new Supreme Court justice should be appointed after the election, though she declined to say whether she would officially vote against uh, a nominee chosen by President Trump. Uh, still no word on uh, what Senator Utah Senator Mitt Romney could do, although it could be a crucial vote to decide whether Trump will get to fill the seat uh, left vacant uh, by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, right now, uh, many Democrats are slamming the decision. Uh, many are calling it hypocritical. Chuck Schumer, Senate Minority Leader, has said that he does not believe uh, Trump should get to fill the seat unless he wins in November. Uh, same thing with uh, with other people. So, uh, same thing with Barack Obama, the former president. Uh, he has also supported this. And Joe Biden has said that, uh, that the next president should be the one to get to make that decision. Also, it should be noted, Trump is saying that he will uh, uh, pick an, a nominee next week. Uh, and he says that he thinks that his choice will probably be a woman. What are your thoughts, Drew, uh, on the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the confirmation battle to replace her? Um. Well, I I really don't really. Um, well, see, with Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death, she has been diagnosed with cancer, I believe, four times, including the last time. Uh, she's 80, she was 87 years old. She had uh, pancreas, me, mis, uh, metastasized uh, pancreatic cancer, but I don't think people really knew the severity of her cancer, and that's why I was shocked when I heard of her death last night, and I believe uh, many other people were shocked to hear about her death last night, including the president. After his rally, he was pulled aside and talked to reporters about it. He was shocked. Everybody was shocked. I don't think really anyone saw that coming. With the confirmation hearings, um, I I really don't know about this. I mean, you see many senators. This is just going to be a whole hot mess until November. I mean, you're going to see senators backtracking on their words. You're going to see, I mean, there's so many senators that are up in the air right now. Pat Toomey of Kansas, uh, Lamar Alexander of Tennessee, you have Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski. Well, she said no. Um, and then you have Mitt Romney of Utah. I mean, Romney has shown that he's not afraid to vote on morals and principle and his uh, in his faith uh, before, especially with the impeachment trials of tr uh, pre the president in early 2020. Um, these uh, Romney is definitely going to be up in the air. He might choose uh, to vote yes based on top of his conservative principles, but he may also vote no based on his moral and uh, religious principles. And so I think that this is just going to be a back and forth. I don't even know uh, whether or not if uh, Amy Garrett is even appointed by Trump, Tom Cotton, Ted Cruz, whichever one is appointed by Trump, I think that it's still just going to be a hot mess. And I don't even know whether they would be appointed or whether they would be confirmed by the Senate as of today, because there's just 
so much going on right now. So many senators saying yes in tw- or no in 2016 to Gar- Garland and then yes to whoever the nominee is. I think it's just hot mess. And I think that if we just wait this out until October and we see where senators stand and the confirmation hearings start with the Judiciary Committee, I think we're really going to start seeing which senators are going to vote yes and which senators are going to vote no. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, move on to um, to the next. St- oh, what, one more question. I just want to ask one more question. Uh, so, Drew, uh, it, it's come to some people's attention that, as you know, there is a um, a very contentious Senate uh, special election in Arizona to fill the seat left by the late John McCain. Right now, uh, the interim Republican Martha McSally is in a tough race with the Democrat Mark Kelly. Um, if Mark Kelly wins and flips the seat, he could take office, uh, because it is a special election, he could take office as soon as November 30th, um, which would mean that if, uh, a new, uh, justice is not confirmed by then, uh, Republicans could need, uh, may only be able to afford to lose three senators rather than four uh, what, what, what do you think is the likelihood that, uh, of, of that happening? Uh, I think it's, uh, very likely. I think if Democrats realize if they, if, uh, Romney says he's going to vote yes, or Collins says she's going to vote yes, and they're in real trouble, I think they're going to really, I mean, at this point, I think it's pretty safe to say, especially with Martha McSally, like I said, in South Carolina, she needs to win over these moderate Republicans and Democrats and independents in Arizona to win re-election. She lost to Kirsten Sinema in 2018, and so far it looks like she's going to lose to Martha, or to Mark Kelly. Um, at this point, I really do think that she kind of, just today, by just by saying today, whoever the nominee is, I'm going to vote yes, I really do think that's going to sink her in the polls. So right now, I think Mark Kelly, it's pretty safe to say, Mark Kelly is going to win the special election, but I feel like if Democrats really need that extra vote in the Senate for the uh, Supreme Court hearing or the Supreme Court nomination, I think they are going to be pushing Mark Kelly on November 30th to take office and be a vote in the confirmation of either Amy Garrett or whoever is the Supreme Court nominee. I think that they will try it um, and try to push Mark Kelly into into the U.S. Senate as soon as possible if the uh confirmation hasn't even been uh seen yet which is likely uh because president trump nominated kavanaugh in and now kavanaugh was one of the most uh longest supreme court um hearings because of all the allegations against him um but i do think that if the um and he was a nominee in july he was confirmed in october I think if Mitch McConnell really tries to push it along, he could get it done before November 30th, but it's very unlikely, and I think that Mark Kelly would be taking office on November 3rd, and Democrats would push him into the Senate. All right. Well, let's move on uh, to the next story then. Uh, so uh, right now uh, uh, right now, the uh, polls, uh, we're getting some new polls and some new information about some of the polling in regards to the 2020 uh, presidential election. Um, Now, as many of you know, uh, the polls consistently 
uh, have shown, uh, the, the polls consistently have shown Joe Biden uh, with a big lead uh, since the beginning of the year, um, uh, specifically after, uh, uh, in May, in late May, after the killing of George Floyd, uh, Biden saw a big boost in polls. Uh, however, he has seen a bit uh, of a drop, but he still has a consistent lead overall. Uh, right now, the RCP uh, polling average puts Biden uh, ahead by 6.8%. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on Biden holding a smaller but still consistent lead in the polls? Um, I think, arguably, since this is the most consistent, arguably the most consistent election in the polls that we've ever seen, I mean, uh, Carter versus Reagan, Carter was up double digits, and then Reagan just destroyed him and obliterated him. Hillary and Trump, many people are forgetting, they fluctuated in the polls in the summer. I mean, until September, that's when Hillary kind of stabilized in the popular vote polls. But with the popular vote, there are points where Trump was ahead, and then he dipped down, then Hillary was ahead, then... I mean, this is the steadiest election I think we've ever witnessed in American history. And I don't really like taking polls. I like taking demographics and, and, and trends and just everything that's happening in America today. But I do think that the, the polls, the six-point lead, um, I think that spells good news for Biden. RCP is probably one of the most accurate. I, th I, I think it's as accurate uh, as 538, and they weigh their polls. I think RCP... Uh, in, in 2016, they had Hillary winning by maybe uh, three points. She won by two and a half points, I mean, or something around that. I can't remember the exact number. It was not close off. They were not close, or they were very close um, to actually predicting Hillary's popular vote win. Um, the 2016 North Carolina Senate race, they were very close with predicting that race. Um, I think that... Uh, the polls are reflecting that Biden will win larger numbers than Hillary did in the popular vote than 2016. I think that these polls are reflecting that it's very good for the Biden campaign right now, um, that this six-point lead, if we take it into 2016, this means Biden would win by five and a half. And Nate Silver said if Trump wins by – or if Biden wins from anywhere around six points – he will definitely win the Electoral College just because of the mass amount of voting that would happen in mass amount of these swing states. So this does spell good news for the Biden campaign. I think that this is a positive note for them and a negative note for President Trump. And I think that we could see Biden kind of shoot up in the polls this next week with Trump's decision to appoint a justice to the Supreme Court uh, uh, after the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. All right. Well, let's uh, move on. So um, uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has come under fire for a video that depicts her uh, in a salon getting her hair done without a mask on. The, uh, the video uh, came out and showed Pelosi walking around without a mask on. Uh, Pelosi uh, went on to accuse the salon owner of setting her up. Um, the salon owner uh, has since announced that she is going out of business. Her name was Erica uh, Kiyos. Uh, however, there has recently been an offer for her to uh, move into kind of a shopping mall area 
in California. What are your thoughts on this? Um, well, I really think that, um, I don't think it's either, I think it's kind of, uh, Nancy Pelosi, I don't really think it's correct of her to be blaming this on the salon, regardless of whether she's in Washington for five weeks in a row and she just comes back home to California thinking everything's open. She should know what her local ordinance is. She is a public official. She is the speaker of the House of Representatives. And when you're that high up in public life, if you're that high up in um, in uh, politics, you have to hold yourself accountable. But then the salon owner should not have let Nancy Pelosi in there. I mean, I think there could have been something going on in there. Maybe the salon owner thought I could get a lot of money. I could get a lot of credibility if Nancy Pelosi is seen in my salon. But I think she should have thought better about letting a public official in. So I do think it's on both sides. Nancy Pelosi should have shown her ordinances. But the salon shouldn't have let Nancy Pelosi in there in the first place, regardless of her ranking in public office. So I do think it's kind of both uh, the business and Nancy Pelosi's fault uh, for this mask debacle. Um, And I think that um, this will, I don't know if this will really blow over or not on Nancy Pelosi, but this is definitely not a good sign for uh, Democrats, especially um, the Democrats that want to keep their uh, restaurants and salons closed, especially in Philadelphia, where their mayor was seen leaving Philadelphia, going to Maryland to dine in. It was not a good week for these Democratic mayors and governors who keep saying keep the salons yeah. and the restaurants closed. Um, but they did go into the um, they did go into the salons and the restaurants either when they were told not to or they just went to another town over to go and eat in the salon or go to the salons and eat in the restaurants. So I do think that Nancy Pelosi going in there was not a good look on her party, but the salons, it's not a good look on them either for letting them in there. Okay, uh, well, let's move on to the next story. So uh, President uh, Donald Trump Uh, is uh, facing some backlash for reports from The Atlantic uh, that he disparaged dead soldiers. According to to, um, a a video, uh, or according to The Atlantic, uh, Trump uh, said that uh, uh, repeatedly disparaged members uh, of the military uh, saying, uh, um, uh, saying that they were suckers and losers and dead losers. Um, this was, uh, reportedly after, uh, he, um, he canceled, uh, a visit to, uh, the Azing Marine, uh, American Cemetery, uh, near Paris in 2018. Uh, Donald Trump is, um, is, uh, denying this saying that the reason he canceled it was because of the bad weather. However, some details have been corroborated uh, by the Associated Press and Fox News. Uh, what are your thoughts on this controversy? Uh, well, it definitely was not good for uh, the Trump campaign, the Biden campaign. and Democrats really took advantage of this. Uh, they put out ads immediately after they heard about this. They put out everything against him they really did take advantage of trump really kind of saying 
that these dead Americans were suckers and losers. I mean, it was I, if he did say that, I do think that it was a terrible thing, absolutely terrible, absolutely disrespectful thing to say. But it hasn't been proved to be true yet. These are anonymous sources. They're, the likelihood of it being true, I mean, I think it's a little of both. I mean, I don't know if the quote is exactly right. I mean, you may know two years ago, and especially going from ear to ear, from person to person, it might not come out exactly as it came out of his mouth, but it could be something along the lines of suckers and losers. So I do think that um, he said he might have said something along those lines. He might not. I don't think he didn't say something along those lines to the point where advisors had to come out against him on that. Um, but I don't think he really said exactly what they're saying, but he could have, we don't know the truth hasn't come out, but I do think that he said something at least along those lines from the article I read from the, uh, uh, co articles I read following up on that. Um, and really, um, I do think that it kind of caused him. I mean, before that happened, he was up in the betting odds. He basically surpassed Biden in the betting odds. And then almost immediately after he did that, he started going back down and Biden went back up in the betting odds after that quote came out. And I do think that hurt him in the polls, hurting it, hurt him in the betting odds. Um, and so I just think that if he did say that from a uh, unbiased point of view it was extremely disrespectful to the military and i do think that it kind of cost him if he does lose the election that was one of the things that cost him from rebounding in the polls and rebounding his presidential campaign all right well let's move on so donald trump president trump for the first time has been nominated for the nobel peace prize uh, this was um, this was uh, he was nominated uh, by a uh, by a Norwegian uh, by the uh, by a member of the Norwegian Parliament, um, and his reasoning uh, was for Trump's uh, uh, Trump's uh, uh, tr uh, was for Trump's work uh, on compromising uh, the Israel uh, UAE uh, agreement. Um, and because of this, he's been nominated for the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize. Um, uh, uh, Chris, uh, Christian uh, Tybring uh, Jadid uh, is a member of the Norwegian Parliament, and he has uh, nominated him, saying, quote, For his merit, I think he has done more trying to create peace uh, between nations than other Peace Prize nominees. Um uh, he, uh, so, uh, what are your thoughts, uh, on Trump being nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize? Uh, do you think he deserves it? And what do you think are the odds that he actually gets it? Um, well, I don't think that it is of, uh, me personally. I don't think I should be deciding, uh, whether or not the president does get a Nobel Peace Prize or not. I don't think I should be deciding that. Um, I think that's why we leave it up to... Uh, the real uh, judges. I don't know how the real um, who how they win it. I don't know really how that works, but I'm guessing it's a panel of judges that will decide that usually. Um, but I don't think it's my personal. I don't think I should be deciding whether or not someone deserves it. Um, but the likelihood of him getting it, I think, are extremely 
small. I don't think he really has a big chance at getting a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, I mean, he could. Barack Obama got a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, so it's not out of the question that he could win it. But I do think that um, more about people that have done what some people would arguably say more than that, maybe discover a cure, maybe whoever discovers the coronavirus vaccine, uh, maybe whoever does that will win a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, maybe I, I uh, I mean, I think that there will be a lot more people coming out for the 2021 Nobel Peace Prizes um, that will maybe surpass the president. Um, but it is an achievement for someone to be at least nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. And again, it, it is not out of the question as Barack Obama and several other presidents have also won Nobel Peace Prizes. All right. Well, let's move on. President Trump is attacking Joe Biden for his for uh, and accusing him of using a teleprompter for his speeches. Uh, the uh, accusation comes from Joe Biden uh, appearing on a late show uh, where he showed a uh, a picture of somebody in a glass container. Uh, the glass reflection uh, appeared to show what looked to resemble a teleprompter. Uh, Donald Trump uh, has now been attacking Biden, saying that he used a teleprompter. Um, uh, uh, Fox News' Brett Baer uh, asked one of Biden's uh, spokesmen if he did use a teleprompter. Uh, the spokesman um, did not answer the question, but said he believed it was a silly question. What are your thoughts uh, on this? Uh, I think I would agree. I think that this is a silly question on whether someone uses a teleprompter or not. I mean, it's not like the president has never used a teleprompter. He has definitely used teleprompters for his speeches, for his rallies, um, for uh, for maybe some apology videos that he's had to do in his career. Um, I do think that um, I think it's kind of silly that politics has not gone from the issues, but rather. He, he or she used a teleprompter during a late night show. I mean, there's all different variables that could have come into this meeting. Biden, it was scripted because it was a night show. It wasn't like it was a live interview on MSNBC. It was a night show. So he might have, there might have been a script that um, they gave to him that said, or he wrote that he wanted to go off of for the late night show. Um, and then he might have taken the picture of his family. I don't think um, if he did use it, that definitely was supposed to be a scripted, um, a scripted uh, kind of interview between him and the late night show host. Um, but I do think it's kind of silly uh, coming from or either from Democrats saying, oh, well, Trump used a teleprompter or Biden used a teleprompter because let's face it, no one can memorize a speech. Uh, no one can memorize all of that. It's not like neither of them have never used teleprompters before. And I just really think that if they really want to, uh, either one of them wants to win the election, that they might want to go more towards the um, the issues, racial injustice, police brutality, maybe uh, their plan for uh, the associate justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat. Um, maybe they want to go towards that kind of area. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, abortion. I mean, by Biden's pro-choice, Trump is pro-life. Um, maybe they want to go debate Roe v. Wade, their stance on health care. Biden's more of a, uh, Obamacare guy. Trump is more of a, 
Social Security, pensions, uh, Medicare or Medicaid kind of a guy. I mean, I think that there should definitely be some discussion on those issues rather than teleprompter or not if either candidate wants to win the election. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's move on now uh, to the next uh, story. So uh, right now, um, uh, right now, uh, Joe Biden is softening his uh, position uh, on masks. Uh, Joe Biden in the past uh, had said that he supported uh, having mandatory uh, a mandatory mask order uh, at a federal level. He has now softened uh, his position on the matter and is now saying that he would not have a federal mandatory mask order, but he would encourage uh, the states and local governments, uh, or he would pressure them, rather, to uh, institute uh, mask orders at the state and local level. What are your thoughts uh, on uh, that? Uh, I mean, I really think that could help him uh, with third-party voters, primarily uh, libertarians. Um, It might hurt him a little bit with Democrats, but Democrats are pretty strong in who they want, um, and they do want, regardless of whether they were pro-Bernie or pro-Warren or totally anti-Biden, Democrats are mainly saying no third party, no Howie Hawkins. That's why he's projected to do so badly this year is because Democrats don't want a repeat of 2016 where if no one had voted Green Party or third party, um, they would have won as many states as Arizona in 2016. Uh, I don't think that they want a repeat of that. Um, And I do think that what they're trying to say is get some of these, you already got your Democratic base, get some of these libertarians that are anti-Trump or these Republicans that are anti-Trump but say wearing a mask is, they don't want a mask mandate, but they'll still wear a mask. I mean, many libertarians are like this, and I think uh, Biden could pick up on some libertarian vote or anti-Trump Republican votes uh, by saying he's not going to make a mask mandate, but rather encourage local governments so that I guess that would kind of help him with moderate Republicans and libertarians, but maybe not so much with some Bernie bros or some AOC people that would want to see a mandatory mask mandate. Well, let's move on to the next story. Uh, So the debates, the first debate is coming up on September 29th. Um, We'll be talking about it here on the Politics Weekly podcast. Uh, The debate will be the first debate uh, being pit down between President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden. It will be hosted by Fox News' Chris Wallace. Uh, However, there could be another debate uh, on the horizon as well. Uh, there's been some discussion about Joe Rogan hosting a four-hour debate on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast between Trump and Biden. Uh, Trump uh, has said that he would agree to that debate. However, Biden uh, has said that he has not uh, commented uh, on it yet. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on the rumors of a Joe Rogan-Trump-Biden debate? And how do you think the first debate... Uh, on September 29th will go between Donald Trump and Joe Biden? Well, I think the uh, the first debate, and I think it is a week and a half to believe it or not, to the first presidential debate 
I do think that it's going, I don't think anyone's really going to win. Um, I mean, you saw President Trump in 2016 boast and brag about how he never prepared to debate against Hillary Clinton. And he got, he lost to Hillary Clinton in all three debates pretty badly. Um, But, and Joe Biden has been debating. He debated every month until February of this year. President Trump has not been in a debate since October of 2016, arguably. I mean, he's been in some town halls, but he really hasn't been in a one-on-one debate with somebody on live television. Biden participated in every single Democratic debate from June of 2019 to February of 2020, or March, I think it was March, actually, of 2020, when he went off 1v1 against Bernie Sanders. But Biden and Trump, as we know, do have tempers. And Trump will uh, go after Biden, and then Biden will go after Trump. And I really think the key to beating Biden or Trump is to stay calm while they get angry and overwhelmed and they can't think properly, I think. But I don't think anyone's really going to win because neither candidates really know how to um, how to really uh, go after and cool down and not lose uh, their temper as much as they do. That's primarily why Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump, not only because she was well-prepared, but because she... Um, she took Trump's weaknesses and turned it into her strength. So when Trump would get angry, she would say something personal about him, say President Trump uh, went bankrupt several times in his career as a businessman. He would get angry and he would she would feed off of his anger and remain cool and calm and give calm and cool answers while the president went off and uh, kind of lost his temper, as we see. But Biden... If you say something, say about Biden's family, say you bring up Hunter Biden, as we know, Vice Pre- or the former vice president loves to go after and get angry when people bring up his family, especially Hunter. And so President Trump might take advantage of that. And um, I think uh, Vice President Biden will kind of take advantage of Trump. Uh, maybe with um, anything he's done during his administration. Um, And I I really don't think anyone's really going to win that one. But with the Joe Rogan debate, um, but if I were to say someone, I would say Biden would probably win just because he will be prepared. He said he's been preparing since June of 2019. He's been in debates for months and months and months. Um, The president might come out and say, I'm not preparing again, which proved fatal in 2016. But I really, with the Joe Rogan debate, I think it is just uh, a kind of a ploy by President Trump. Maybe Biden's like, no, I'm not going to do a four-hour debate. We agreed to three. We're doing three from the presidential commissions or from the uh, presidential debates. And I do think that Biden will say that. And I think it was just something for the president to kind of call Joe Biden out on maybe another tactic to use against him in the late stages of this election. All right. Well, uh, let's move on. To the next story. So Donald Trump is coming under uh, fire uh, from a uh, right now Bob Woodward, his new book. Uh, he's attacking Trump uh, for his response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, according to him, uh, Donald Trump knew about the severity back in January of 2020. Uh, but however, Trump did not act. Uh, a video has been released to back up his or an audio recording has been released to back up Woodward's point. Donald Trump has 
however, uh, defended himself from this, saying that uh, the video clip, uh, he's explained the video clip by saying that he did not want there to be uh, panic uh, from people uh, if he made this into a big deal. What are your thoughts on this controversy and what are your thoughts uh, on Trump's, uh, the excuse Trump is giving? Um, well, I think the book is really going to be hurting Trump, especially in the debates. Biden's definitely going to bring that up in the debates um, about uh, the Bob Woodward book. And I definitely do think that's hurting him in the polls and that that will hurt him in the later stages of the election. With um, with Trump's response that he didn't want to panic, I don't think that that was a strong enough answer to really rebound him from that. I think the Democrats and Bob Woodward kind of got the best of him on that. Uh, I don't think there's really an ex- I mean, that's kind of hard thing to pull an excuse for, um, for what was he said, uh, according to Bob Woodward and the recordings. Um, but I do think that that definitely will hurt him. And I do think that his response will not help him either. Mm. All right. Well, let's move on to the next story. President Donald Trump uh, could be uh taking out, uh, could be bringing many troops from Afghanistan home, uh, by, uh, by, uh, no, uh, by the time of election day. Uh, President Trump has said that by November 3rd, fewer than 5,000, uh, troop members could still be stationed, uh, in Afghanistan. Uh, Trump has, uh, often called America's involvement in the Middle East, quote, the single biggest mistake in the history of our country. Um, And he uh, has said that he hopes to drop the level uh, of numbers uh, very soon. Uh, Donald Trump uh, has said that uh, he's aiming to go down to 4,000. And he's preparing uh, right now. um, He's trying to uh, negotiate uh, a deal uh, however, uh, some uh, could, uh, some in Trump's administration uh, are abrasive to the idea. Uh, right now, um, f- Trump's former national security advisor, uh, H.R. Mc- uh, McMaster, uh, is now opposing uh, the decision to, uh, to remove uh, this many troops from Afghanistan saying that he uh it would be quote unwise of Donald Trump to do that. What are your thoughts uh on Trump potentially withdrawing troops from Afghanistan? Uh well, my main reaction to that is he's most likely doing this just because he wants to rebound in the polls. The polls are looking bad for Donald Trump. They are looking terrible. And he needs to defeat. He needs to do a lot better. Not saying that polls are everything, but he needs to do a lot better um, with African Americans, with women, uh, with all of these social groups. I think he's even losing Hispanics. He's doing a little better with Hispanics this time around, but he's still losing them uh, to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And I think he needs to rebound. He might need to get some military vote back too after he allegedly said that the dead military members were quote suckers and losers. I do think that this might be um, a little too early to be taking troops out of Afghanistan, and I uh, kind of do agree with his administration's officials. Um, 
but I do also think that this is something that he would want to do, and I think any president would want to do if they were down in the polls by six points uh, about a month and a half uh, before Election Day, maybe a month and a quarter, I think it is now, uh, before Election Day. And I think that him and or any other president would try and do something like this uh, to kind of rebound uh, in the polls. All right. So let's move on to uh, the next story. Um, Donald Trump has come under fire for a comment he recently made uh, at a rally in North Carolina, where he said that um, where he said that um, uh, that he was uh, hoping, or, or no, he was saying that. Uh, he was going to try and he suggested that his supporters vote twice uh, in uh, to uh, try and test out mail-in ballots. Donald Trump in the past has uh, expressed skepticism over mail-in voting, um, and he's saying right now um, that um, uh, that uh, he believes his voters should try voting twice just to test out the system. Um this has received uh, a lot of backlash from people as it is illegal to vote twice. Uh, what are your thoughts on this comment? I think that was uh, pretty stupid um, for someone to say that you have to vote twice or that you should vote twice because knowing his supporters, his supporters like to mirror what he does. So when he called coronavirus, say, a hoax in February – his supporters started to call it a hoax. I'm not going after any supporters. Many of his supporters are just supporting him because they don't like Biden. Many of his supporters um, don't mirror him, but or some of them. But most of them, we can arguably say, do mirror him. He, he really didn't wear a mask for a long time. And then his, you see at his rallies, his supporters didn't really wear masks. I mean, they like to really mirror what he uh, does and what he says. Um and I think that by saying that, that you should vote twice to test out the system is highly illegal and can lead to election fraud because some people will try to do it and some people will try and get around it and actually be able to vote for the president twice. And I just think that was not helpful to his re-election campaign at all. All right. Well, let's move on to the next story. Hillary Clinton, uh, former Secretary of State and 2016 Democratic candidate for president, uh, is uh, now uh, coming under fire uh, for saying that Biden should not concede uh, in the election. Uh, Hillary Clinton, or that's what many people are interpreting it as, she said, quote, Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I believe, uh, because I think this is going to drag out. Uh, Clinton went on to say, quote, eventually I do believe he will win. And if we give an inch, uh, and if we are focused and relentless, uh, and if we are as focused as and relentless as the other side is, uh, what are your thoughts on Hillary Clinton making this suggestion? I feel like she should have worded that differently. Obviously, uh, many people are going to try and say Hillary Clinton said this that he she shouldn't that he shouldn't concede, but when Trump says he's not going to concede. Um, the, everyone, she freaks out. Everyone freaks out. Um, and I do think that she should have worded that differently if she wanted to get her point across. 
Congress. And that's true. Election Day, the election will not be called on Election Day. And I'm saying that now because of the large amount of uh, absentee voting, mail-in voting, um, that if Trump will most likely be uh, the apparent winner on it's called the Red Mirage. It, it will be the apparent winner on November 3rd, but it will drag out. Um, I mean, Trump will go as far as to win New Mexico on Election Day, which is a, arguably one of a solid Democratic state now. Um, but after um, Election Day, it will get progressively more blue. I mean, we could see Arizona flip and New Mexico flip on November 4th and more and more flip to Biden. So I do agree that if uh, that Biden should not concede if he really wants to win the presidency, that he shouldn't concede on Election Day because it will be an apparent Trump win on Election Day. But because of the amount of mail-in voting, the election will stretch on for days, weeks, maybe even months because of a mail-in voting. And so I really I really don't think that uh, even if Biden's the apparent winner on Election Day, that no one should concede on Election Day. Okay. Uh, well, that about wraps up our show. Thank you again, Drew, uh, for joining me. Do you want to tell people where uh, you can be found on social media and where people can watch uh, the newest YouTube videos from Elections Predictions Official? Uh, yeah, so um, Election Predictions Official is on YouTube. I believe we're around 50,000 subscribers right now. Just type in Election Predictions Official. is a white background with an E, a blue and red EP. Um, election Predictions Official is Election Predictions O, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Um, on TikTok, we have 577 followers there, where we mainly make political, uh, funny content there. Uh, today we just did, uh, you know, the Finding Poland trend. Uh, we did that on several politicians that our fans uh, wanted us to do AOC, uh, Jeb Bush, President Trump. Um, our Instagram election predictions official, about two and a half thousand, same logo on each one. Uh, you can join our Discord by DMing our Instagram, and I believe it is in the bio of our YouTube. And um, and on Twitter, you can find us on Twitter, Election Predictions Official on Twitter, too. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me tonight. Have a great night. Thanks. Thank you, too. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome to the HUD Podcast. It's the new official podcast for the Hudsonian newspaper at Hudson Valley Community College. I'm Nolan Cleary, the managing editor for the Hudsonian, and I'm going to be your host. On this show, we're going to talk all about the news on campus, and we're going to give you all the advice you need to make it at HVCC. Right now, we're living in uncertain times, and I think this podcast is going to be a great outlet to sort of capture and address the concerns students have at this time. You know, one of the things I love about the Hudsonian is that any student can join, and you can get paid for it. The HUD, coming soon to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the HUD Podcast. It's the new official podcast for the Hudsonian newspaper at Hudson Valley Community College. I'm Nolan Cleary, the managing editor for the Hudsonian, and I'm going to be your host. On this show, we're going to talk all about the news on campus, and we're going to give you all the advice you need to make it at HVCC. 
Right now we're living in uncertain times and I think this podcast is going to be a great outlet to sort of capture and address the concerns students have at this time. You know, one of the things I love about the Hudsonian is that any student can join and you can get paid for it. The HUD, coming soon to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.